You're listening to Potato Candy Network. Hello and welcome to Blink Scenario live from, okay, not not really super live, but we are actually recording in a different space. I'll explain that in a second. Yeah. I am your lovely host, Marie, aka Queen in Yellow. And I am Casey Aka Grumpy Elf. And we are recording to you, not live. Reporting from, <laughs> to you. Coming to you. <laughs> We're coming to you from Podcast Movement Dallas. This is the awesome, legit recording yep. booth that they've set up that is mostly quiet. Yep, yep. It is surprisingly, you can hear in the background a little bit the noise. It is so much louder out there. So this oh, is amazing. I want this space in our home. Life goals. Anyway. <laughs> This week, we decided to try to theme the episode a little bit around the idea convention and advertising and slogans. So, Casey, what is our prompt? So, as far as I was concerned, I've got a couple that have been on my list for a while, and we've been looking for ways to throw them in, but they are uh, two different, actually, advertisements that I read and misread whenever looking at billboards on the road. One of them was... Better unread than undead, which I know we've discussed on here before, but we've kind of moved away from. The other one, which I think we also discussed, I don't know if it got cut out of that episode, but the other one was an advertisement that was supposed to be for strawberries. <laughs> I think, was it strawberries? It was strawberries, and it was supposed oh, to be, goodness. we believe, fresh starts with farmers, but there was a telephone pole in the way of the R, and so it looked like we believe flesh starts with farmers. And it spawned an idea as we were heading into the booth of what if we had necromancers that had started off an advertising agency and this was their way of advertising to the people, you know, whatever billboard ads or posters that have gotten set up and having your players deal with this brand new (laughs) maybe like a marketing scheme or if you're a group Mm -hmm. that's looking to expand yourself. This is a group that they're running into. This is a very yeah. like open and not a lot of conflict <laughs> in it. So I think we're going to have to work on the conflict side yeah. of it. But that is my idea. And go. <laughs> all right. So first of all, I want to ask the question how, I don't say how dark does this go, but we are dealing with necromancers and need of flesh and the undead. So are we going to deal with more like the hidden side as to a conspiracy or is this much more of like they are openly like, yeah, we deal in zombies because there is a book series I want to say it's plague years but i don't know what it is i'll have to look back up that deals with kind of the aftermath of zombies mm-hmm. and rage virus and it's like five years later and one group has actually taken them as like we can use them as service animals essentially because they're not human they're not dead tie mm-hmm. them to like a plow and they'll just run after you and it's basically a farm animal at that point is how they're treated so that was actually also a movie out there called fido <laughs> it was an independent film that came out and they had attached collars to zombies that were essentially mm. shock collars, but they were collars attached to zombies that basically turned them into household pets. <gasps> so you could convince them and train them to do things that you liked. And it wasn't them preying on their natural instincts. It was more just that this is now a human because it's suppressed their mm-hmm. urges. But what I will say to to answer your question, I think it can go either way i don't think there's a party going on somewhere apparently (laughs) i don't know if it really matters for me the tone i would prefer the tone to be darker but i don't think it really matters whether they're open or hidden about it Mm -hmm. for that dark tone to pass through because even if it's you know our 
our flag means death <laughs> style of group of just, yeah, we're necromancers. That's what we do. Yeah. And they are open and honest about it. It can still be just as disturbing to yeah, see yeah. or run across some of the things that they're doing. So I don't know if it really matters to me. I think what matters more is the tone. Yeah. Because I would prefer it maintain a darker tone if we're dealing with necromancers. Yeah. And one thing, too, is with the idea of necromancy, you have in D&D an instant conflict with the idea of the clerics of the grave domain and death domain even to some degree. The idea yeah. that grave domain specifically, because I play a cleric of the grave domain in a game. You currently. know what? Just, just brag about <laughs> it. Why don't you? But they are very much protecting that veil between life and death that things that come back are unholy and unnatural. Which means that you have an instant enemy with necromancers. So you've got that. If you have a great main cleric or a clerics or a church that kind of deals with that, then they're not going to like this group coming in. And it's going to cause an instant controversy. So this could lean more in the political spectrum as far as how the game is set up. If it's more of dealing with just two adjacent groups or it could even be a targeted thing that this group has come in. They're concerned about it. We need to make sure there's nothing deeper going on. To that regard... You could honestly make your grave domain cleric mm -hmm. the antagonist of this whole thing mm -hmm. or the protagonist. That that might be the more fun way to approach this is the conflict is between this grave domain cleric and this new group that's trying to expand and grow its business, whatever you want to say the business is within necromancy, but is trying to expand and grow their business and your players are caught in between them. Now, I think the question that I would then have is, how are they caught in between? Mm -hmm. Because then it, it depends upon your players, but an easy in would either be one of your players' characters has just died, and this is a quest to bring them back from the dead. Mm. It could also be that one of your characters has been brought back from the dead and is essentially, even though zombies aren't the same way in D&D, &D, but is yeah. essentially like a revenant or something like mm -hmm. that. And so it would give them reason to directly deal with both sides of this. Might be a way to do it. So I don't know if we've technically done this in a scenario, but one thing you could do is the idea of limited resources. Necromancers have to have bodies to bring back. Grave domain clerics, make sure those bodies don't come back. So what if the necromancers essentially have some business where people can come in with bodies, basically like mortician, like you bring me the body, I turn it into a zombie or something and you get cash for it. Mm -hmm. Like weird mortician side setup. But what happens when they run out of bodies? Because that churchyard isn't going to be valid because that's where the church is kind of set up, but they want the great the bodies in that churchyard. So if this is almost like a takeover setup, that like if we can get the church out of town, we can get the bodies in the grave. No. Okay. I don't know if we want to go political with this, <laughs> but here's a thought. Do it. <laughs> what if this group is essentially resource mining mm. that their job is to go into different towns, advertise what they do, and their entire job is to clear out the graveyards to okay. ensure that this town... Oh, okay. This expands into so many different things. You could do an entire <laughs> campaign with this if you had the, the necromancers be the party. But essentially, <laughs> essentially they, they are marketing... We're going to come into your town. Your town mm -hmm. is overrun. It could be that your town has too many bodies in the graveyard. Adventurers have come <laughs> through and caused all kinds of problems. Yep. It could be, you know, whatever you want to make it. But their entire gig is we're here like oil, oil barons. Yeah. 
we're here like oil barons that we are going to come into your town. We're going to stay in your town until mm -hmm. that resource is tapped, okay. at which point we're going to leave. Now, you're going to reap the benefits from this. And whatever problems you have dealing with the undead are going to go away because of that. Thoughts. Because I actually, the more that I think about that, the more I like that idea. Yeah, I do like that because it essentially creates almost a traveling salesman approach. Exactly. They're that not they could sticking be, around. Yeah, and especially with the idea of small towns, you have this old graveyard. Why not turn that into a resource, especially in these dangerous times where goblins and orcs and whatever bandit you have in your group. I mean, even adventurers are a problem with small towns sometimes. This is a free army, a free mining source that you have. It's free workers. So maybe your town is trying to grow and you need more people to farm, more people to take care of things that don't require resources. Okay. I have another direction to take this even farther. And this may just be in my personal one. But... Make it so that the um, make it so that this group is not always taking everybody. So it's semi a con. They're going to come in. They're going to say that they're going to assist with all of the stuff that they need to assist with. Mm -hmm. But they don't take every single body. Maybe mm. they just go in and they bury them deeper. Or mm -hmm. if a family in the town comes to them and says, "We're going to sell off our." great grandfather's body to science he was yeah. worthless in life he didn't do it. he was a drunkard <laughs> the whole time yeah well, there's certain bodies you can't use yeah yeah so what are they going to do with it except take the money that they give them mm -hmm. bury the body deeper and then just use the grave for something else mm. perhaps um i don't know how far you could extend that but yeah it, it could it, it's the charlatan approach that they mm -hmm. could be assisting also still playing to their own strengths yeah i think if you want to add any kind of con aspect to this have the necromancers come in we are from xyz company we are from zombies inc i'm gonna pitch that book now because i love that book so much uh, please sponsor <laughs> we are from you know necromancers inc we're we from will... undead rs <laughs> yeah and we will for a small fee of some of the bodies we can bring back the people in your cemetery as workers, as army, whatever you need. It's tailored to your town's needs. Mm -hmm. And we will take the ones that can't be brought back to do research on. So they are taking bodies with them for some unknown purpose. And that could be where the con, where the darker side of the story kicks in. We don't know what they're doing with the experiments, but the town may not care. They may just see this as free security, free workers, just something to kind of deter people from attacking the town. Even if there's a zombie walking yeah. a loop. Because in D&D, zombies can be given a directive. They are not rage monsters, typically. Yeah. They are brought back for a purpose. So if you make the purpose that they are to attack and defend the town, they will just be sentries until they fall apart. They're and not then, even sentries. And then 50 years later, when the necromancers come back through again, more people have died, same cycle. They're essentially just a zombie moat that's around the town. Yeah, yeah. And that could be what the town wants, and that's what the necromancers provide while they take five bodies with them afterwards. Okay, so do we have lock-ins? Because I feel like we've got Grave Domain and I'm approaching them like oil barons. Yeah. Is there anything else? We have the idea of resource mining. That's where I got with the oil salesman. barons. Yeah, with the resource, or not the, um, with the salesman traveling package of some kind that they are kind of cycling through these towns to offer this. I think if anything, the conflict needs to be this is one of the first towns that has a grave domain cleric in it, whether there's a church or an individual. And now it's a problem. And the other towns, they've done this and no one has 
been upset by it. Maybe they couldn't pay for it, but it's not mm-hmm. been, you know, pitchfork riot going on. Yeah. The cleric is one causing problems in this town. So whether the party is siding with the cleric because they see this as a problem and think something deeper is going on or the party is trying to get the cleric out of town, you could go both ways. But I think the key thing to focus on is what are they doing with the bodies after they take them? Because if your party wants to make the necromancer as a villain, that needs to be something that is at least questionable. Okay. I'm also realizing I'm going to mark off the, um, we believe fresh flesh starts with farmers and I'm going to leave better unread <laughs> than undead because we're still not doing that. <laughs> but that's okay. It inspired. And that's I mean, there could be fine. even like a contract even that goes into this. Well, my thought with if we were going to produce both, mm-hmm. then it could absolutely be rival marketing teams that you've got going on. But, <laughs> but I yeah. think that goes way too goofy for what we're wanting. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a grave domain cleric who has come to town, is running across this problem. Mm-hmm. We have oil baron style of company that's coming in and mining all the resources until yep. it's tapped and is leaving and we have a traveling company within that oil barons that they are going from different towns, town to town, mm-hmm. taking what resources that they can and providing what little they have to in return. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. they're not going to be a very good company now, are they? Yeah, yeah. Because I think, too, while the necromancers would take some of the bodies, there'd also want to be some kind of gold payment as well. Because some towns may be too small to really have bodies that you can take. So you wanted some kind of gold payment to kind of justify why other towns couldn't do it. Yeah. If it was just we take a body, then every town would jump on that for the most part. Yeah. But if it was it's 100 gold plus five bodies, well, we don't have 100 gold. We're a small village. We got 10 people in the grave. We can't do that. Yeah. I think the only downside of this, and it's the, the one thing that's nagging at me, mm-hmm. if I come into a town mm-hmm. as a necromancer, I offer money for bodies. They'll provide the bodies of the oldest folks that mm-hmm. nobody knows about. Yeah. The the concept of you die twice, mm-hmm. right? Nobody yeah. knows their name. Nobody said their name. So they're now gone. But if these guys are going to resource farm, then they need to be able to get even all the way up to the one that died yesterday. Yeah. The one right beforehand. And that may be, this may be the why, but I think that might be, for me, one of the more interesting ways to introduce your party is if your party has come through here and mm-hmm. one of the players has just recently died yeah. and is buried in the cemetery, mm-hmm. what reason has this party to trust that nothing but good things are going to happen <laughs> with their best friend's body that's going to yeah. get taken out of the ground? That's true, actually. Now, you can even take it to be where the cl- a grave domain cleric has died that is known by your party and their body is one of the ones that's on the chopping block, basically. I wouldn't do that to. personally, but that is a direction that could go. Yeah. So... Another spin on two on the the Baron side is they could be paying for bodies. So a hundred year old body that's decayed is worth less than one died yesterday. Mm-hmm. So there there is always that option there too that they are basically getting the best of the lot in payment and also bringing back as a secondary service. So it could be two yeah. services being offered at once. The fresher the body, the better the the payout. Yeah. Or if we don't want the body, we'll bring it back for you for some service. It could even be like they will either bring back for a fee or they pay you for a body or. You give me a body, I give you something as well. Payment plan. But what I want to touch on real quick is what are the necromancers doing? Now, this might be our why, but I think that needs to be discussed a little bit. Are they trying to experiment with this? Is this part of a darker purpose? Are they actually bringing these bodies back? Are we going like a lichdom approach of trying to get souls? Here's my thought. 
And this goes counter to what I said about the tone mm-hmm. somewhat. But I think this is probably going to be the direction I take my story in. If we have this group that has come into town that is resource mining and we want a sinister side to it, then they are open that they are necromancers, Mm -hmm. but they lie about the fact that they are currently practicing necromancers. Mm. That we don't necessarily condone that life, but we've been there from time to Mm -hmm. time. And so we're really just taking these bodies to provide resources for those who are still practicing necromancy. Mm. And we're not going to do anything with it, but mm-hmm. just know that these bodies are going to be stripped for parts, mm-hmm. essentially. Okay. Hence the, um, and I got itch. <laughs> Hence the the drive to get fresher bodies, but mm-hmm. the willingness to take older ones. Because yeah. the older ones you could break down into bone resources yeah. and dried up blood and mm-hmm. body part, like, yeah. which is gruesome. And I get that. <laughs> happy, soon to be happy <laughs> Halloween. But you could definitely do that. And then mm. on the flip side of it, they're telling people that the fresher the body, the better the material. So we need the freshest bodies. However, the reality is they are using these bodies to farm or to fund some specific darker group, mm-hmm. whether that group is themselves mm-hmm. that they're trying to build up their resources or maybe a nearby kingdom that is requiring basically cannon fodder yeah. for the war that they're about to fight. And the yeah. bodies are going to be sent out to stand in front of the true mm. soldiers. I mean, yeah, that could be the easy direction to go is they are basically collecting bodies as mercenaries, undead mercenaries. You can send out. They are not going to run. And yeah, they're going to die instantly, but they're going to take at least two or three people down with them or make it easier, which if your players are in an area with a lot of political turmoil between two kingdoms, that's an issue because they will. These necromancers are going to sell to anyone, Mm -hmm. which means it's not like, oh, I guess someone's going to have undead. No, like both sides are going to have it. It's going to make it worse. So it's an ethical dilemma of do you allow, allow this group to create mercenaries or do you stop them somehow and how do you do that? But I like that idea that they are saying the bodies are going to be used by someone else and then using it themselves. Yeah. I think that provides enough of a, not necessarily a snidely <laughs> whiplash, but enough of a, a dark tone to, I, I'm going to trust these people, kind mm. of, yeah. except not really. Mm. And then even for the players, if, if you do decide to do that idea of one of the PCs has just recently died and they're mm-hmm. buried here, that gives good credence to this group to not only pay for the bodies, but also approach it from the rail baron side mm-hmm. of if you don't give it to me, I'm just going to take it anyways. Yeah, because especially if they know this is the body of an adventurer who just died that we can bring back, that is a good body. It's a strong body and it's fresh. Yes. They want that body. So, yes. you know, they'll pay for it. But like you said, they also could just go in and take it in the night. Yeah. And so towns that haven't agreed to the service have just found the graveyards stripped of bodies yep. for some reason. They have no idea how. Um, I think I can have an idea of what to do with this. Do you want to do a like, modified five minutes? So enjoy the lovely sound of people in the background and whatever music that is. <laughs> N- not copyright music. It's not a sponsor. Yeah, it- it's muffled enough. I think we're fine. <laughs> So I realized we mentioned the idea of the Grave Domain Cleric, and I think I've kind of moved away from that, actually. Same. I think you could definitely include that if you wanted to. Um, it'd be a very easy conflict to have just between two groups, but especially if the player is affiliated with a specific deity as a cleric. But my scenario doesn't actually include that anymore. <laughs> same. <laughs> Always the same. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm ready when you are. No rush. Still got plenty um, of time. I'm at the beginning. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to. I want to make mine unique and separate from what we discussed. And yeah, so yeah. at this I point, gotcha. because I, th- not that you didn't, I feel like I threw out so many details and mm-hmm. talked so long that now it is harder for me to produce a unique idea mm-hmm. because of all the ideas that I already gave. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? I got gotcha. you. The thing is, there's so many different mm-hmm. ways to take this. <laughs> yeah, I've actually got its spinoff option on mine. Yeah, I think maybe it's just due to being tired. I think I've gotten as far as I'm going to be able to get without mm-hmm. oh, without really <laughs> digging any farther. Do you want to go first or second? I can go first. Alrighty. <laughs> All right. So the players will enter a town shortly after one of their PCs has just died. If you want to run this as a one shot specifically rather than mm-hmm. inside of a campaign, it can be someone that uh, is just random that your party used to have and isn't there. If you want to run it within a campaign, this can honestly be a relative of one of the players, maybe that has passed away or a relative that has just been buried. Either way, Mm -hmm. like someone nearby the players. Players will enter this town and begin noticing all kinds of posters put up around this town advertising for a local farmer's market Mm -hmm. that has been set up. Players will go to this farmer's market and while spending time at this farmer's market wandering around, will deal with the sadness and the depression and all of the Mm -hmm. stuff from having lost someone. Mm -hmm. But they will begin to notice that there are two very odd tents that are set up at this farmer's market. Both of them are very old. Both of them are very decayed and unkempt. Mm -hmm. But both of them have people selling out of them and both of them are side by side. One of them is an alchemy supply store. Mm that seems to be selling rather odd materials that are either hard to come by Mm -hmm. or are not seen very often. Right next to it, the players are going to see a... um, (laughs) are going to see a tent that is set up that has a Mm -hmm. very, very old... and you can set it up with how they look Mm -hmm. or maybe the players recognize them. Old Red Wizard that is running this booth. (laughs) Think Darth Sidious in some kind of like Pope hat or something if you want to. Anyways, talking with this red wizard, the players are going to be given an offer. They will be told that the red wizard is actually out of the business. He is not Mm -hmm. doing anything with it anymore, Mm -hmm. wants to be done with it, and is merely trying to find a place or a way to retire. Used to be an adventurer And nothing really good came of it. So Hmm. he retired into this group. This group disbanded. And so he's just here now. Gotcha. Um, Players, if they decide not to take the offer that the Red Wizard gives to them, are not going to think much of anything from it. You can send your players off to do whatever funeral rites or arrangements that that they need. Hmm. However, the very next day, when the farmer's market is all said and done... There also will be a cry that goes up from the town as all of the members of the party make their way to the graveyard and discover that more than half to three quarters of the graveyard has Mm -hmm. been dug up. Mm -hmm. There are bodies lying everywhere. The graveyard itself is completely destroyed and 
the players will be tasked with going to find out what it is that's happened. Of course, the fact mm -hmm. that a res red wizard is involved is going to tick off the players to the fact that something is going on that way, and it will be a chase to chase them down. Simple game does not need to be overly complicated, and of mm -hmm. course you can add little bits and pieces in as you go along. But the basic behind the scenes of what is happening is this will be taking place after the Tomb of Annihilation campaign, mm -hmm where in your world either the players have succeeded and <laughs> ended the soulmonger and gotten rid of a Serac, or whether the players have failed. Either way, this red wizard has heard tell that this ancient city has been found, and he is trying to gather resources to assault the city of Chult. Not necessarily to gain power, but to gain what he feels he is owed by the, the group of red wizards, and that is his retirement fund. He wants to be able to collect what treasure, gold, powerful items he can from there to be able to then sell off and mm. actually legitimately retire. Wow. He feel that he is owed that and has not been given that chance as yet. He will be directly connected with the alchemist group if you want them to, mm. as that is one of the things that's allowing them to move from town to town and actually make money, mm. is that what bodies are not going to be useful to be turned into zombie meat shields mm. to move through Cholt, mm -hmm. he is then turning into supplies that will get sold off. So kind of the Miss Lovett and Sweeney Todd approach yeah. of meat pies. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that is my better unread than undead. We believe flesh starts with farmers <laughs> scenario. Very nice. I love the red wizard that's like, I just want to retire. Exactly. Well, that that's the thing. Like, they all end up dying off. And so giving the approach of a red wizard that has been through this life and has come out on the other side of it and like, well, what's left, mm -hmm. right? Power didn't amount to anything. I was an adventurer for a while, but I didn't get very far on my own. So I guess my only option is just to get rich quick or die trying. Like, yep. that, that's it. <laughs> yep. Very nice. So for mine, I took a little bit of a... Not subterfuge, but a little bit closer to what we had originally said with a few things thrown in. So the scenario has to start with one of the PCs dying. If you really don't have a PC that can die or one shot you can do, then you can use an NPC that they really like, which is honestly not that difficult to do. So a PC dies and they go to a nearby village or at least start nearby a village that is local. Now, there I'll go to my options. I had like other options that you could start with, but I'll start with those at the end. So one of your players has died and either your party decides to take him into town just to have him buried or at least have the body watched or they can't do anything because they're poor adventurers and the body gets left behind. The next day, or no, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. So next day, a group comes in and is there to collect their payment. The town's like, oh yeah, we got this. The body of your friend is brought forward as well with everyone else. And your players are probably like well, what's going on why is this body being like this is our friend we brought him in for burial why is he being handed over to the group the town has a standing deal with this group in exchange for an amount of cash each time services whatever you think this town really needs from you know another group they get in exchange for bodies because bodies are a renewable resource people are constantly dying what else do you do with them and the graveyard is technically in our graveyard it's more of like a um catacomb situation so bodies are easy to throw in so there like and then take them out yeah okay. basically it's easy to throw them in there take them out when these people show up you're good yeah. and depending upon the state in the body depends upon how much money services they'll get kind of thing if you want to do it that way 
So they take anybody in the town is what they what they claim. Anybody. So if someone dies who's walking through, guess what? They are now part of that deal. That also implies living bodies, <laughs> if you didn't intend that. Um, not quite, but I mean, eventually everyone dies. So everyone does belong to them in that sense. We'll take anybody. Anybody. <laughs> Stab your friend next to you. Oh, cool. Take him for you. Yeah. <laughs> get, get assassin service right there, too. So... The group claims they are conducting research. They are just, you know, experimenting on the bodies, trying to discover medical things, cure disease, blah, blah, blah. They're not clerics, so they don't have magic. They want to do this by non-magical means. So alchemy kind of stuff. What they are actually doing is selling these bodies off to groups that are interested, including mercenary groups, alchemists, because you can grind up a lot of stuff from different animals and people Mm -hmm. (laughs) to create potions. As well as, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, ghoul hunters. I had this idea that especially if it's a fresh body that's not really tough, chop up the meat, sell it to someone hunting a werewolf, that's bait, basically, is at that point. Yeah. So there's a lot of options that way. Now, the reason your player's going to be upset is if they do find out what the purpose behind this group is, they know their friend will be sold as a mercenary. And if they don't figure it out before the body's taken, the ghost of their friend comes back. Because what the group is doing is trying to use necromancy to raise these bodies for mercenaries now if your player is still there this could be like a transition stage for them whether they are changing a class if you want to have some type of undead class they're going to play as maybe mm-hmm. or if it's just they haven't made their new character yet they need something to fill time they come back as a ghost because their body is being raised which brings back the spirit but they can't enter it so they're kind of in limbo so they are going back to the parties like hey i'm back Ah, boo, I'm a ghost. <laughs> you're, you're taking the the other favorite that I have in my list of can a ghost be a zombie and a yeah, ghost at actually, the same time? Yeah. Which I want to do a separate thing. Just FYI. Yeah. It, it ties in a little bit. story. So they come back and they are going to have to help the party either by subterfuge because they are a ghost. So yeah. now technically ghosts and D&D are classified as evil. You can scrap that and just give them ghost abilities at least to some degree so they can still help out. That is the old version of D&D. Yeah, yeah. I think even in the 5e version, they're still technically listed as... No, I'm saying D&D 1. We'll see what they do in 3.5 because I'm assuming alignments are going to be very modular. Yeah, but especially with the idea of monsters as a ghost usually stick around for some nefarious purpose. Yeah. But your player can at least just have ghost abilities to use. And they need to go in and figure out how to stop this group. Now, we mentioned a Grave Domain Cleric at the very beginning of this that we've not done anything with. What I would do is if your party needs help, because sometimes your players don't catch things, sometimes your players don't realize things, connect the dots, or they're rolling a lot worse than you expected them to, Mm -hmm. have a Grave Domain Cleric NPC that has basically been hunting this group down. That they have tried to go to their organization, their group, whatever it is. Nothing's happened. They've seen the destruction that these mercenaries that are undead have caused. They want to take this group down and they will ally with your players to help with that. And in the process, they can also put your friend's soul to rest, basically. So the goal is basically go in, find your friend's body, prevent him from being sold off as a zombie. Yeah. And then put his spirit to rest. Or if we could bring him back because a grave domain cleric could technically have resurrection mm-hmm. if it's been recent enough. Yeah. So you could still bring that player back if you wanted to or transition them into an undead class even if you wanted to play around with that. Yeah. So it's a nice transition scenario from someone's died. What do we do until the next character shows up for them situation? Now, one thing I do want to say 
as a potential intro. If you don't like the idea of the body being taken early on, you could have someone die in town. So your player gets nearby town. They're fighting wolves. They die from a fail saving throw. Yeah. They're dead. No one can bring them back yet. They're too low level. They wake up the next day. They shouldn't be alive, but they are not technically alive. Someone can recognize they're a zombie. Yeah. It's a town. You see a bunch of zombies. And rather than the necromancers coming back and collecting bodies, they are literally collecting zombies because the ground is cursed. If you die, you come back as a zombie until the necromancers show up and they have control of you. So that is another option you can do if you don't want to do a ghost separate from the body. Like what if pet cemetery, but worse? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, but at I that like point, it. too, your player then has to fight a bunch of will saves because they are a zombie who's yeah. brought back. They don't get control of themselves anymore. No, so when those necromancers start giving commands, they have to follow. Hmm. Well, that has been three scenarios. <laughs> uh, two scenarios with a point two version attached to three. it. <laughs> it has been 2.5 <laughs> scenarios. Also, the average number of members in a family. <laughs> And I was like 4.5, yeah. isn't it? Is it? No, no, three, no it's it like 3.5 because it's a kid and a dog. 2.5 kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2.5 kids. Yeah. So, you know, fight Half a child <laughs> that you got to worry about. <laughs> Speaking of half a child, zombies. That's it. There are actually a lot of interesting myths that deal with like child spirits. That I guess you could kind of include if you want to be could. real morbid in that. Like I know in The Witcher, when you played it, one of the... One of the quests you had to go on was there is this demon haunting a family because it was a child born out of wedlock. So, and if you fought it, it was evil. If you brought it back, it actually became a protective spirit. I can spirit. neither confirm nor deny that we dealt with that in a Dreadful Tales campaign. Which one? I am not confirming on Mike. Wait, which one? I'm oh, not no. confirming on Mike. Oh, no. Is that the one? Oh, is that the one? Is it? I'm not confirming on Mike. We'll talk about okay, it off Okay, I think I know which one it is now, actually. You might. So wait, we could have made we could have made that better. Dang it. <laughs> Just never. So if you haven't listened to Dreadful Tales. Yep. <laughs> subtle plug there. <laughs> subtle plug for Dreadful Tales. You should go listen to it. <laughs> especially with Halloween coming up. Oh, especially. We, Perfect so time. Should I, should I mention the... Because we've got time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll okay. drag this on to the episode. It's quick, just the two of us, so quick, that's quick. all No, not in the, <laughs> in the middle where people listen. Okay, so um, quick tag for Dreadful Tales, because th this is going to be a thing that I probably will forget to put on my own channel. Um, we will not be doing a Halloween special this year. However, we are planning on doing a Nightmare Before Christmas special that is not going to include Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. But we will have a Halloween Christmas special that we'll be running this year. In lieu of timing got weird, and I think it's going to give us an opportunity to spend a little bit of love on another holiday for yeah. once, even though we all know Halloween's the best. Yeah, yeah. It also gives us a chance to dive into the um, UK tradition of ghost stories at Christmas, which is yes. always really cool. If yes, you've not yes, listened yes. to any UK podcast around holidays, listen to them because they will tell ghost stories. It's legit. All of the UK podcasts, <laughs> as we list here in front of us. <laughs> There are several. There are a lot more spooky ones over in the UK because they deal with actually old stuff and we don't. Yep. So, you know, we don't know what age is over here. What was, I don't know if you were listening to it. It was the comedian. We are way off topic, but it yeah. was the comedian who was talking about the fact in Europe or no, in America, somebody goes, someone died in this house. Did you know that? And everybody gets terrified. In the UK, people are like, someone died in this house. And they go, and? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. someone has died in every house. Yeah, in Europe. yeah. Well, we will go ahead and leave our meanderings there for now. 
Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Also, again, shout out to Podcast Movement 2022 in Dallas. Woo! Woo! And for being able to record on site with some new equipment. That's so fancy. Happy whatever holiday it is that we release <laughs> this one on, because it'll be around all of them. Well, I mean, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. It's uh, They're coming. It's fine. <laughs> one could argue that the fall is the scariest time for turkeys. Yeah, so that's a whole other scenario. Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> oh, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. <laughs> Got to have a turkey noise somewhere in there. There you go. All righty. Do we want to do a five minutes of silence? Because there's a lot of background noise that's getting <laughs> there, picked up. There is, but that'll at least add to the environmental effect of it. So that that's is also fine. true. It's so nice. There's so much room around me. There, oh, this yeah. is so behind the scenes peak. We are in a booth. It's so cool. All right. So I'll go and do standard intro and all that fun stuff. And I'm sure this will cut to the end of the episode anyways, behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for listening this far. Hello. Bob Spuds here on the scene once again reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some taut tension full truly terrifying tales of terror. <laughs> Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review, as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy.